What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Need It Sports Podcast. This is episode 30, and I am your host, Zane. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Josh Wyda. In this episode, Josh and I recap the highly anticipated Miami trip that we had for his bachelor party. Without giving too much away, I will just say this. It did not let us down. That is a fact. From there, Josh and I jump into NFL preseason week three. Uh, In years past, it's always four weeks. Uh, but this is the final week of the preseason. Only three weeks now because they added that extra game in the regular season. Uh, after a little bit of NFL, we jump into college football and preview tomorrow's slate, August 28th. It is kicking off with the Big Ten at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central, Nebraska versus Illinois. So we dive into the slate for Saturday. Uh, can't wait for college football. Uh, Big Ten's finally going to start on time after they didn't last year. Um, as always, thank you for listening um, and hope you enjoy the episode. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Need It Sports Podcast. This is episode 30. As always, I'm here with Josh. Josh, we went on the highly anticipated Miami trip. We did that thing, and we are now back, bro. But it was a great time. Yeah, great time, man. Uh, Definitely took a couple days to get back in town and get back home. And, you know, um, just a quote movie Die Hard is get get off that plane and, and taking your shoes and shocks off and just kind of rubbing your feet into the carpet at the house and be like, man, I'm finally back. But, um, yeah, had a couple of days just to kind of recover and recoup and kind of get refocused. And um, we're back now. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Miami was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Miami was a lot we got, of fun. We, we, we got there last Thursday. Didn't get home till Monday in the afternoon. I didn't even feel like myself again until yesterday, which was Thursday, because we're now recording this on a Friday. Yeah. yeah. I mean, definitely. I, I Monday was rough, dude. Like, just hopping back on the flight, you know, was really, really rough, dude. Hopping back on the flight, getting back home. Um, you know, obviously, I was happy to see Delson Bo, my dogs, but. Other than that, dude, I was struggling. <laughs> I was struggling, man. You know, Tuesday didn't feel like myself. Wednesday went out and tried to force the freaking round of golf, uh, which was nice. Got some sweat in, you know, sweated out all the badness, all the sins out of my body. Um, but, uh, no, nah, man, it was a great time. Appreciate you and the rest of my groomsmen and boys coming out. Um, couldn't have gone better. You know, um, everybody had a great time. Everybody was safe, you know. Um, every, nobody missed flights. <laughs> you know, I don't know how. Every, I don't know how. Yeah, everything everything worked out. So um, extremely grateful for that. You know, met met some really cool people. You know, we met some really cool dudes from 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 JMU, James Madison University. Met some cool dudes from New York. Met some cool dudes from Boston, from Connecticut. They were everywhere. You know, so um, it was really cool. Just kind of everybody down there in South Beach. You know, guys, when we went to Miami, we weren't in Miami. Like, we stayed in South Beach, Ocean Drive, and everybody there, you know, they weren't from South Beach. It was like you run into people like, oh, where are you from? Oh, I'm from um, Richmond, Virginia. I'm from Boston. I'm from, you know, I'm from New York. I'm from And it's like, oh, I'm from Texas, you know. And it was like, oh, crap. All right, bet, you know. um, But it was a great time, man. If you go, man, you got to check out the Clevelander. That's where we had our uh, pool party section on Saturday. Met some really cool people there. That was a great time. Um, Then just kind of 
really from there, you know, we went to Bayoli Friday night with the with 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 my fiance's um, party and 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 her um, mother and some of her friends went to Bayoli, which is like a really bougie restaurant that turns into a bar club. Did and that we sat, and we sat next to Jonathan Isaac, who happened yeah. to be having his bachelor party as well. Yeah, Jonathan Isaac, um, player for the Orlando Magic, NBA basketball player, was there as well. Taylor right over from us. Um, couple couple people in his party came over, were talking to me and talking to us, and you know he was on his bachelor party as well. So that was really the thing that kind of blew my mind is just how many bachelor and bachelorette parties were there. You know, obviously you think of Miami as a dope spot, but you're like, dang, like. Just I don't know I I don't know if it's always like that. Obviously it's a tourist hotspot, but it was pretty cool. Um, had a great time. Dude, water was great. Weather was amazing. Um, you know a lot a lot of funny moments. You know, <laughs> with with, uh, with dudes in, in white beaters and red bitty fitted Cincinnati caps. <laughs> the Reds were the lock of the weekend. They didn't lose a game of fitted caps oh i know dude it was it was nuts man it was nuts great time dude time of my life um definitely looking forward to getting back <laughs> i don't know i don't know if my fiance uh soon to be wife's gonna let me go there without her again just with the boys but uh definitely gonna have to plan a trip back we didn't really get to golf so we're gonna have to knock that out we didn't really get to hit up little havana knock that out shoot we even missed our dinner saturday night because we didn't want to we didn't want to leave cleveland <laughs> yeah, we had dinner reservation at seven o'clock and our sex was supposed to be from noon to four we wound up staying at cleveland until like 7 30 so it was by just, two by two o'clock we say i canceled that reservation yeah i was like hey zane zane go ahead and charge that to the account man just go ahead and cancel that reservation yeah, we ain't making that uh but yeah man definitely clevelander was a dope spot um, Bailey was a dope spot. Uh, Bailey's, I, I think, is actually off of Collins Ave, so it's actually not on Ocean Drive, but Clevelanders right on Ocean Drive. Um, and then also Mangoes. Mangoes is a really popular spot. Yeah, we also learned about a secret room. <laughs> yeah, you know, so that was dope. Um, yeah, dude. So definitely, if, if any of you guys are hitting up South Beach Ocean Drive here soon, or uh, even thinking about it, two spots you have to hit up are Clevelander and Mangoes. Uh, maybe we can reach out to them and try to get a sponsorship deal or something on the podcast. <laughs> but uh, no, if you go mangoes, man, just go upstairs. Just trust yeah. us. We thought no, we honestly, thought it looked whack, honestly, and then we got taken to a hidden spot. Yeah, you stay downstairs. You see the little shows. You know, for girls, they got guys on the shows. For guys, they got girls on the shows. You know, like my fiance and her party, they did a whole bachelorette show section there Thursday night. You know. And then we went there, what? We went there late Thursday night. Um, and then we went there Saturday night and then Sunday night. And uh, yeah, like the downstairs section is cool when you go upstairs. And even if you're looking upstairs, you're like, what is this? Like there's a main center in the bar and it all looks like little two tops that you can like order hookah from. But just either ask, say, hey, which room is the party going on at? Because that's where I need to go. So, you know, Saturday night, it was an, it was one room. Sunday night, it was another. Um, but both of those secret rooms, man, you got to you got to figure that out, because if you ain't hit one of those rooms, you really ain't hit mangoes. That's facts. Shout out. Shout out. Diga. Shout out. D Lee. D Wall. Sauce the Boss and Jaker Baker. It was them five yeah, with plus us two. We had a great time, man. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. My skin's yeah. still peeling off. 
Yo, dude, you. <laughs> <laughs> you. Hey, people will be like, oh, dude, you're black. You don't pill shit. <laughs> man. I that, wonder how that, Diga's man. doing. I wonder how Douglas is doing. That man, that South Beach, that South Beach zone is different, man. It's different. But Boy, yeah, man, we had a hot, great hot. time. Had a great time. Uh just man, that was one for the books, man. I, I can't I can't go too much in details, but that was one for the books. But uh with that being said, we're we're, we're excited to be back, excited to get back down to business. Um today's Friday, August twenty-seventh. Um, so with today, we got a couple of preseason NFL games that um uh, you know, we're just going to kind of preview a little bit. Guys, this is the last week of NFL preseason. I know typically we're all used to four, even though last year we didn't have a preseason because of COVID. But typically there's four weeks of NFL preseason. This year there's only three. And they're doing this, I think, to account for the 18-week season instead of 17 weeks. So with that being said, the four games that we're looking at tonight, we got the Indianapolis Colts visiting the Detroit Lions. That game kicks off at 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, we also have the Philadelphia Eagles. Visiting the New York Giants. That kicks off at 6 30 um, p.m. Central New York Center Jets. Uh, the New York Jets, I'm sorry. And then Pittsburgh Steelers at Carolina Panthers, 6 30 p.m. Central Standard Time. And then last but not least today, we got the Minnesota Vikings at the Kansas City Chiefs, 7 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. So a bunch of early slate games. Um, I would say, me personally, the game that I'm probably looking forward to seeing the most out of these is probably going to be. Um, that Philadelphia New York game. I mean, I feel like Zach Wilson's going to get a lot of playing time. I feel like Jalen Hurts is probably going to get a good amount of playing time. I mean, this is week three, which typically, if you guys aren't too familiar with the preseason, like just outline and how coaches and, you know, these front offices make decisions, typically week three is the last week that the starters typically play. And that's the game that they play the most of, at least probably through the first half, sometimes even in the third quarter. Um, and then week four, which we don't have again this year, but typically in the past would be the week that the starters completely take a rest to, you know, get rest of for NFL week one. And then you have your on the cusp guys, whenever you're trimming down, you get to that 53 man roster. So um, with that being said, I'm assuming that we're going to see a lot of starters this week. Um, so I would say me personally, I'm interested in looking at that Philadelphia Eagles, New York uh, Jets game. I keep wanting to say Giants. New York Jets game. Uh, what game out of that four-game slate, Zane, are you much looking forward to seeing? It's the, it's that one. I don't know if Jalen Hurts is going to play. Preseason stuff's kind of weird. I don't follow it too much. So I don't know the status of everybody. But I do know Zach Wilson is playing. And for me, it's all about rookie quarterbacks. The more I get to see of him, the better. I think he's been super sharp. Uh, he's been accurate. A lot of zip on the ball. Uh, just flashes of his potential. Uh, they've won both their games, but I, I want to see more of Zach Wilson tonight, so I'm excited about that. Uh, Najee Harris isn't playing for the Steelers. If he was playing, I'd be tuned into that, but I think he's on rest as well. Um, so out of all these games and teams, I mean, for the Colts, you have a, a little bit of a battle going on for the second-string spot with Sam Ellinger and Jacob Eason. Um, I'm not sure what's going to happen there, but both guys have been doing pretty well. Uh, but of the, of the eight teams playing tonight, it, it's got to be all eyes on Zach Wilson. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking as well. Um, you know, if you look at all these other teams, we pretty much already know who their starting quarterbacks are going to be. Um, you know, we, we kind of know what these teams are going to be looking like. But I feel like with, you know, the New York Jets, that's something that it's just still not a question mark. We know it's going to be Zach Wilson, but we still want to see every bit of them that we can. We know everybody around the league wants to see that as well. Everybody else that's playing quarterback here, they have NFL film. 
you can go in a game plan. So the more and more you can see of a guy like Zach Wilson, if you're NFL defense, DC, defensive coach, scheme, whatever it may be, you're going to want to see that. Um, moving on to – I will uh, say one more thing, Josh. When it comes to these games tonight, there is one more guy that anytime I get to watch him play, I'm all in, and that's P.J. Walker for the Panthers. P.J. Walker, for those of you who don't know, was going to be the XFL MVP. Uh, he played for Houston in the XFL, and then because of COVID, the league basically folded indefinitely. Not really sure if they're going to make a return. Uh, but P.J. Walker has done nothing but ball. He's played well in the preseason when he's been out there. And for me, hey, man, sure, Tyrod Taylor's the quarterback of the Texans, but you got nothing to lose. Just trade for P.J. Walker and give him a shot. Why not at this point? Um, he's, he's a young quarterback, Temple guy, only 26, I believe, but he's, he's shown a lot of flash and promise. I'm not even saying he's going to be an NFL quarterback or has a future as a starter. Uh, but he seems like a good kid with a good head on his shoulders and he's done nothing but ball when he's had an opportunity. Yeah. A lot of praise from Andrew Luck with him. I mean, honestly, Andrew was a big reason why PJ got it. Um, with 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 Andrews, was it Andrew's dad or uncle, who who was highly involved in the XFL? It's it's Andrew Luck's dad. It's his dad. Yeah, so yeah. I all of Andrew, Luck. Andrew being really involved with with PJ getting that that opportunity um, with the Houston Roughnecks, and then like you said, him having a tremendous year and going on to be the XFL MVP. Um, but RIP to the XFL. I never got to go to one of those games, but I heard those games were nuts. <laughs> um, so I and Oliver Luck, cooking. Oliver Luck is a very business savvy guy. I've actually had the chance to listen to him speak t- on two occasions. One was at A and M when him and uh, Jay Billis came and they did a panel. Buddy Nolan actually went with me to that. And then the other one, when I was at Temple in Philadelphia, I went to a conference in D.C. at George Washington University, and he was there speaking about the the anticipated launch of the XFL as well. So seeing some insight of that was very nice. He's a Houstonian as well. Andrew Luck obviously went to Stafford High School in Houston. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So so we got these preseason games tonight. Um, before we go in and to dive into the rest of the NFL preseason games for the weekend, um, we're able to say something that we haven't been able to say in a very, very, very long time. Um, we have college football tomorrow, Zane. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> we have college football tomorrow. Yeah, we say got Big Ten at that. Say what you want. You know, people call it week zero, whatever it may be. Yeah, there's not really any ranked teams playing or anything. But we do have Division One college football being played tomorrow. This isn't preseason. This isn't a scrimmage. These are real games. These are games that actually count against these teams' records. So we have meaningful football for the first time in what? Um, I don't know, almost 11 months, you know, 12 months. So, um, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, not in almost 11, 12 months. I'm talking about beginning of the season almost a year ago now. It's crazy to think. But uh, Nebraska, Illinois, then we got UConn at Fresno State, Hawaii at UCLA. UTEP at New Mexico State, and then Southern Utah at San Jose State. All those games kicking off tomorrow, Saturday, August 28th. Um, so just looking at that, I know me and you were already talking before this podcast. You were like, dude, I'm putting action on every single one of those games. <laughs> Unless know? I start 0-2, I'll back off. <laughs> right, right. So so for me, just kind of looking at these games, looking, obviously I'm probably going to be tuning into that Hawaii-UCLA game at 2.30. Um I don't. I don't know if I'll if, 
if I'm probably going to watch any of the later games, but I'm definitely probably going to watch that Nebraska-Illinois game. And then after that, I'll watch the Hawaii-UCLA game. I also got my little brother's uh, football game to watch tomorrow with the Bay Area Buccaneers. Shout out Bash. Uh, his third year being the starting quarterback. So looking forward to the season. They're already 2-0 and on the season now. They're playing the League City 49ers, which won't be an easy task. So looking forward to getting over there and uh, to his game and, I'll be watching his game, watching the, and having the Hawaii-UCLA game on my ESPN uh, app alerts as well. So um, which one of these games are you most looking forward to seeing, Zane? For me, it's all about the the big conferences, the Power Five. So Nebraska-Illinois, Big Ten matchup, no question about it. Nebraska always comes in with a little bit of hype. in uh, Scott Frost, Adrian Martinez. Adrian Martinez last year was supposed to be a – Heisman candidate. Shout out to Ross Anderson, my buddy from Temple, huge Nebraska fan. Uh, he'll be at a wedding and watching Nebraska in the basement of a church is what he told me. I know for a, without a slither of a doubt, he's not missing a second of that game. Um, not to hurt his feelings, though. I don't know how Nebraska is a, a, a touchdown favorite on the road. I don't like Nebraska as a favorite against literally anybody, um, not even against the Bay Area Buccaneers. So, I don't. I don't think. I don't. I don't know if I'm gonna take a side on this game because it's a little sketchy seeing Nebraska open as a touchdown favorite. But I'm just glad the Big Big Ten football's here. Um, Big Ten started late last year. They only played, I think it was like what six, seven games. Um, yeah. So they didn't even have a full season. So they're ready to go. COVID's behind them. It looks like. Um, I'll probably pick a side on the over under here. Um, I'm not sure which way I'm leaning yet. With Nebraska and Illinois going at each other, I've seen a lot of missed field goals uh, between these two teams, a lot of miscues. I would probably side with the under um, and in, uh, anticipate and expect a pretty sloppy from these two teams. Yeah, I mean, guys, you, we also got to remember it's week one. You know, it's week one, a lot of pressure's on. You got a bunch of, you know, new faces coming in. You got some guys that are saying because – you know, they didn't they didn't you know, they decided not to use their eligibility last year um, for whatever reason with COVID or whatever. But, you know, this is going to probably be a sloppy game, just like how Zane said, you know, week one of any I don't care. NFL, college, high school, you know, peewee, junior high, doesn't matter. You know, it's always going to be excuse me, sloppy. Um, but nevertheless, you know, you're looking at the Hawaii-UCLA game, that's probably going to be a bunch of points there. So if you're looking at yeah, I do some, think so. some, some teams put on some points, um, you know, I, I think you definitely tune, tune into that 230 game Hawaii-UCLA. So definitely looking forward to that. Um, if you it, if you want to if you want to see some of the picks that maybe we're taking tomorrow, me and Zane may post those um, tomorrow on our Needed Sports Twitter account, may or may not. Um, so just tune into that also on our Instagram as well. Um, but let's also dive back into these NFL preseason games that we have tomorrow as well on Saturday. Um, obviously, you know which one I'm excited for. Uh, Matt Nagy has finally came out and said that Justin Fields will be starting tomorrow um, against the Tennessee Titans. Um, this will be the first game um, in his NFL career that he's actually the starter. Um, he didn't start any of the preseason games, uh, the first or the second. First preseason game, he played quite a bit in the second quarter, third, didn't play the fourth. Um, second preseason game, he played pretty much the entire second half. Um, but 
with week two in the second half, again, he's playing with third stringers, four stringers, fifth stringers, and you saw that when he had to take some of those ugly hits. A lot of miscues, a lot of miscommunication on our backup line because you got to think, I mean, we got guys right now. We had to go out and sign Jason Peters to be our starting left tackle. Well, nothing wrong with Jason Peters, you know, great veteran guy, but he's also well into his 30s. That's as agile as he once was. Um, so our old line definitely needs some help right now. But I just really hope that we don't just throw him in with like the first line and we don't have A-Rob in there. We don't have Montgomery in there. We don't have Darnell in there. I want to see Justin Fields with the entire offensive unit just minus Andy Dalton. And, and I want to see if we can move the ball. Um, I want to also go over a stat real quick. I took a picture of this um, earlier this week. So Andy Dalton in two preseason games, Zane, has had nine total drives, nine total drives in two preseason games, okay? Um, eight of which, eight of those nine total drives resulted in zero points. Zero, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to read them off from start to finish. Very first drive, three play, uh, three and out punt. Second drive, three and out punt. Third drive, three and out punt. Fourth drive, three and out punt. Fifth drive, three and out fumble, which basically – Led to turnover. Um, then six drive, three and out punt. Seventh drive was a two-play, 74-yard touchdown to a guy who basically made a great play. Um, it was Riley Adams. Riley Adams is a guy that's fighting for a spot in a receiver room who I think he's going to wind up getting it with Javon Williams being cut yesterday. Um, so Riley Adams made a great play. Uh, so nothing really personally that, that, that just kind of impressed me with that from Andy Dalton. I think no matter who threw that ball there, as long as that ball was there, Riley Adams was going to make that play. And then, uh, last, but then he had a six down turnover, six play drive turnover on downs. And then ninth, last but not least was a four play drive that led into an interception right before the half. So nine drives, eight of which not turning into, um, points. Um, one, two, three, four, five punts, one fumble, one interception. So five punts, one fumble, one interception, one turnover and downs and one touchdown. So I understand Matt Nagy still saying, look, we got to see Andy Dalton in a regular season game and they're probably going to start in week one while we're in Denver. We're playing the Rams on Sunday night football, but I am just so like, I, I, I don't know what Matt Nagy promised Andy Dalton, but I just don't get it because at the end of the day, like, People are trying to compare, and I've compared it to, and we all have, you know, with the Justin Fields and Matt Nagy situation and progressing him to the Patrick Mahomes. But what people need to understand is this. In Kansas City, they had Alex Smith. They had Alex Smith, who had been in the system, who's been successful in the system. We brought in a backup quarterback last year that only got to play last year because Dak Prescott got hurt. Okay. We bring him in. We pay him $10 million. I get it. You probably want to try to get some value. But at the end of the day, this dude has shown that he can do nothing. Absolutely. He hasn't done anything other than get a lucky because his receiver made a play on a 74-yard touchdown. Y'all paid him that, $10 mil because you didn't know there was a chance you were going to get fields in the draft. No, I understand that. That's irrelevant. I'm just bringing that up of pointing – giving a point to where maybe that's why they're still trying to give him a chance to play. What I'm saying is, is he's done absolutely nothing in the preseason to prove that he even deserves a chance to start. So we need to make sure that Justin Fields, I tomorrow one has an opportunity to start, which Matt Nagy said he is 
Two, not only starts, but actually has the first unit around him. And three, you need to pretty much let Justin Fields play the entire game tomorrow and really look at what we have here. Because what I don't want to happen is I don't want to just, okay, yeah, let's just let Justin Fields play the first half. He plays pretty well, but then we don't get to see him in a four-quarter sample. Then we bring in Nick Foles because we're still trying to trade him to get a six-round pick. They're so worried about that to where they may not give Justin Fields a full game to play. And then, I honestly, what I think is they don't want to give Justin Fields the opportunity to just truly blow out Andy Dalton in the preseason. And so, because if then, then it's going to put Matt Nagy in a tough situation to where he's going to have to retract on his statement that Andy Dalton's going to start. I wish he'd been handling it like Kyle Shanahan, to where Kyle Shanahan came out and said, look, I'm not claiming a starter yet. You know, Shanahan's very mum on the point. He's like, I don't know yet. He's like, I don't know yet. I'm not going to say that that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be our starter when I don't know that, you know, leave leave the competition open. You know, so it's just been kind of frustrating for me, for all Chicago's Bears fans, for anybody that's even a fan of football and even a fan of Justin Fields. You know, you see it everywhere. So I'm anxious to see that. Obviously, I'm anxious to see that Chicago Bears Tennessee Titans game. Um, Another game that I'm anxious to see as well. Um, I would say it's probably going to be uh, Arizona and New Orleans. I don't know if Jameis is going to be playing in this game, but if he is, I would like to see it. Um, he already had a game. He actually just – Sean Payton came out and already said that uh, he's going to be their starter. So it's going to be interesting to see if they're going to start him in this game or if they're going to just let Taysom Hill play. Um, but other than that, you know, we got Green Bay at Buffalo, Arizona at New Orleans, Baltimore at Washington, Chicago at Tennessee, Tampa Bay at Houston – Los Angeles at Denver, and then the Chargers at Seattle. Um, and, hey, Zane, pretty sure your Texans are trying to be undefeated 3-0 and in the preseason. Yeah, it'll probably be the last game they win this year. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it, w- w- what game uh, out of tomorrow's NFL slate for the last week of preseason are you looking forward to seeing, if at all, any? I don't care about any of these games, Josh. I just want to watch Justin Fields for a whole game. We don't have to talk about anything else but Justin Fields. We always somehow end up on the Bears anyway, so why not just dive more into it? Here's the deal. Andy Dalton, yeah, I get they want to try to play him because they're paying him $10 million, um, but I would just eat that cash and get over it. Uh, If they want to give him a shot, which they will, here's the point of view. Downtown Denver, we're about three drinks in at a tavern. It's halftime. The Bears are down 13 whoa, to whoa, 3. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and, and then you just even proved my point more. You think we're only going to be three drinks in and going into halftime? <laughs> yeah, that's my true. my Bears that's are true. down 13 to 3? <laughs> hey, dude, we're, we're on the podcast. I got to keep it PG. <laughs> we're going to keep it moderate. There you go. But here's the deal. We stand up. Oh, my God, he's coming in. And we lose our shit. <laughs> Andy Dalton has only thrown 4,000 yards twice in 10 years, and he's thrown double-digit picks in seven of his years. I just – there's – we know what he is. And right. we're not even, like, just trying to hate on Andy Dalton. He's a Houstonian, went to Katy High School. Like, I, I don't mind Andy Dalton. I mean, whatever. But he, you got Justin Fields sitting behind him, bro. Like, let's not act like this is going to last long. Last year, they, they pulled Mitch for a created player that was had a visor on, and Nick Foles came in and slung that thing. I know Nagy's going to do the same thing. So why he's sticking to his guns, I don't know, dude. Yeah, I think I think it has something to do with whenever we tried to – when we signed 
when we signed uh, Andy Dahl in the free agency. I think Matt just told him like, "Hey, look, we're gonna sign you. Yeah, you know, we're we're we're, we're trying to address the quarterback for the future situation. You know, in the off season, obviously, you know, via the draft. But I'm gonna commit to you of being our starting quarterback." He's like, being a man of his word. I'm going to give one you an of... opportunity to screw up. Like, the starting spot is yours, and if you don't produce, I'm going to have this young cat that's ready to come out here and take over. And, 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 and if that's the case, and I understand, you know, but, hey, let's see it then. You know, give him a – I mean, I look at it like this, exactly like you said. You just played out the scenario. If it's 13-3 to 3 and we're going into halftime, pull him. Pull him. If we're only if we only put up three points in the first half, he needs to be pulled, and we need to put Justin Fields in. We need to move on. So we that's that scenario in my mind. It only plays out two ways. That is scenario A. Okay, so here's the deal. This is exactly how this plays out. Either they pull him, or they give him the whole game and say, "Okay, we we got a tough road game here against Los Angeles. We're only down ten points. Let's see if Andy can bring us back." They give them the whole game. Okay, that was a tough opponent on the road anyway. We might not have came back even if we put Jay Fields in. Game number two is home game against Andy Dalton's former right. team and the right. Cincinnati Bengals. We give Andy that whole game. You lose that game and go down 0-2, there is no way in hell Andy Dalton is the starting quarterback going on the road against Cleveland in week right. three. It's just not yep. going to happen. Yeah, and that's what so I – Those are the I only pre- two – that's what I predicted too. Or it was you know a couple months back was I could see Justin Fields' first actual start being Week Three, you know, just because I feel like they're gonna try to give Andy Dalton an opportunity to play against his previous team, the Cincinnati Bengals, at home in the home opener um, in Chicago. So I wouldn't be surprised if that happens either. Obviously, we're gonna have to wait and see how that kind of pans out. So. Um, but facts. And if listeners are still wondering why we keep harping on this topic, it's, it's one of the, the most obvious quarterback battles going on. If it's not even really a battle in my opinion, but it is one of the biggest controversies in the NFL. And we're always going to talk about that regardless if it's Josh's bears or not. The other one is the 49ers. Uh, before I ask you this question, Josh, we'll just say that Trevor Lawrence was named the starting quarterback. Shocker. Jameis named starting quarterback. That one was a battle. I'm not surprised to see Jameis named the starter. And then, unfortunately for Drew Locke, he lost his job, and Teddy Bridgewater is now the starter for the Broncos. I don't know if that makes a huge difference, uh, but we're going to find out pretty soon. The other one that is very, very obvious, and I think Shanahan's already made up his mind, I think Trey Lance is going to be the starter in San Francisco, but what do you think between him and Jimmy G? It's going to be interesting to see, you know, um, I, I personally, I personally would pick Trey Lance, you know, um, just cause the 49ers, they just have such a good team already, you know, offense and defense. So if I'm them, you know, if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I'm giving Trey Lance an opportunity. I'm just going to throw him in the fire and say, look, dude, you know, we got you where we wanted you. You know, we we made a trade to move up to get you. I got you, you know, top three, you know. So, yeah, let's let, let's go ahead and move on. And, and at the end of the day, if that doesn't work out, you got Jimmy G, you know. But I'm pretty sure that's going to work out. Just seeing some glimpses of him in the preseason. I think Trey Lance is a great athlete. You know, there was a point in time 
you know, um, in this past offseason, even during last season that I was watching, you know, Trey Lance, you know, highlights. Obviously, he didn't play last year. But, uh, you know, the year before, just watching his highlights and be like, damn, Trey Lance could be a Chicago Bear, you know. Um, obviously, it was up to him or Justin Fields for me, who I wanted in Chicago. Um, but, yeah, if if I'm Sam Fran, I, I, I think – I think you almost got to go with Trey Lance. I mean, I feel like Jimmy G's had every opportunity in San Fran. He's either gotten hurt, hasn't produced, um, hasn't made the big plays. You know, they were in the Super Bowl. People, I don't know if people forget that, but they were in the Super Bowl and they lost. And it's like ever since that Super Bowl loss, they haven't been able to get back. So, um, you know, with that being said. Jimmy Garoppolo is the most overrated quarterback of all time. He's being overrated still since the hype of the Patriots drafting him and him being Tom Brady's backup. He's made a living off being that guy that was supposed to come in and be good. He's played seven years and only thrown over 1,000 yards three times and has only had over 20 touchdowns. Only had over 10 touchdowns in a season once in seven years. Talk about giving every opportunity. This dude has had every single chance possible for a quarterback and has done nothing with it, and like you said, continues to get hurt. So even if they put him out there, I mean, an injury is probably for a guy where injuries have been lingering his entire career. Yeah, and and honestly, with that being said, and what you said and what I've said, then they may just throw him out there, and they may just say, Trey, hey, as soon as something goes bad, be ready. We're going, we're throwing you in. Like, stay ready, you know? Um, so they may run out, roll out there with Jimmy G, you know, but I think the 49ers are in a great situation because they know what they have in Jimmy G and they know as soon as they don't like what they're seeing, I already know Shanahan's going to pull the trigger. Whereas on the flip side with the bears, I'm worried that, you know, if Andy Dalton goes out there in the first drive, he throws a pick, like he's going to throw Andy Dalton back out there. He's not going to just say, okay, yeah, you're done. I've seen enough. Like that's not going to happen. You know, I feel like, Matt Nagy's over here. He feels like he had, he owes it to Andy Dalton, whereas Kyle Shanahan's like, shit, Jimmy G, I'm sorry, but I don't owe you shit, you know? So I feel like they're in a much better situation. Um, and that's what happens whenever you don't jump the gun and, and try to say, oh, no, this is our QB1, you know? I mean, that's what happens whenever you leave it open, open to competition. You don't, you don't have to eat your words later on down the road. So Matt Nagy, you should take a play out of Kyle Shanahan's playbook there. Um, but enough about the Bears, enough about Justin Fields, um, you know, another some other topics that I definitely want to get into that I want to talk about right now um, is, man, Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo was supposed to be going to Man City. What, the reports came out yesterday that he was going to be going to Man City, transferred from Juventus, right? Yeah, and that then, was yesterday. And then out of nowhere, boom, he's like, no, I'm not going to Man City anymore. I'm going to Manchester United. I'm going back home. So I'm extremely excited for that. Whenever Ronaldo went to Manchester United, that's whenever I became a huge fan of him. That's when I became, became a big Man U fan. I am a big Man U fan. Um, out of all my EPL teams, I mean, Man U is definitely number one for me. So I'm extremely excited to see Cristiano Ronaldo. Nobody knows who Cristiano Ronaldo is. He's arguably the greatest soccer player of all time. You can either say him. You can say Ronaldinho. He can say Leonardo Messi. You could say Kaká, you could say whoever. But me personally, it's Cristiano Ronaldo. I, I feel like the game of soccer has never seen an athlete of his caliber play on pitch. Just size, athleticism, power, finesse, you know, endurance, 
strength, just I, I, I've never seen anything like it. So I'm extremely excited to see him back in red, back in the Premier League. Um, I think the Premier League is going to gain a lot of viewership from that. Um, and, and it makes me wonder, man, what if Messi would have ended up going to Man City and we had Ronaldo and Man U and having Messi and Ronaldo in the EPL? That would have been nuts. Now, obviously, Messi's with uh, PSG, so they're in they're in the Paris League out there. But extremely excited about that. Uh, I know we have some soccer fans on here that will appreciate that. I'm looking forward to giving people the business with Ronaldo on FIFA with Man U, that's for sure. Yeah, Josh, and you know I don't follow soccer that much. I know some soccer players. I mean, I follow it enough to know some of these guys, especially the big superstars. But I also know Ronaldo's getting up there in age. I think he's like 36 now. Is he still producing at a, at a high level? Is he still going to get you a goal when you need it? Oh, absolutely, dude. And he proved that in Juventus in the past few years, and even in the Champions League. I mean, this is a dude, yeah, he's 36 years old. I mean – even Messi's 34. You got guys like Navar are 29. I, I believe in Bappe, I want to say he's like 24, 25. But even at the age of 36, I mean, this dude, now what? Where, where, how Juventus was using him is Juventus was using him more so of, hey, we're not going to have you start and play the whole game, but we're going to bring you in like around the 50th, 50th, 60th minute, and we're going to let you come in and play balls to the wall 100% for 40 minutes. And whenever he was able to do that, you know, now what he's done so more is instead of just having to go out and go get a goal whenever you need him, now he's starting to realize how he can use his other skills and assets to be able to set some of his teammates up. You know, he's really become a lot more of a team player, I would say, in the past five to six seasons, um, being able to get his team more involved, being able to utilize the attention that the defense gives him to be able to open things up for his team. And he's obviously one of the better passers ever. You know, I mean, just going back to that World Cup that was in, um, I want to say, 2016. That was in 20, was it, or was it 20? It was the most recent World Cup. Um, I think that would have been 16. Yeah, it was the most recent World Cup. And it was like the 90th minute, and they were down by one. And he had a corner and literally. No, it would have been 28. I'm sorry. Yeah, 28. I think that was 2018. Yeah, 2018. Yeah, this is bugging me now. Yeah, no, it was 2018. So it was 2014. So it, it it was the second. It wasn't this one. It wasn't it wasn't three years ago. This one was in 2014, and um, it it was I just remember it was one of the most beautiful corner uh, corner crosses I've ever seen go past, and it was like the 90th minute, and that was a the actually uh, push to a draw. But yeah, Ronaldo is definitely still has it, still has the speed, still has the strength, you know, um, but. I will say, you know, he's he he's now evolving his game, kind of like LeBron, you know, like to me how Ronaldo is with soccer. That's a lot like how LeBron is with basketball. So where the older he gets, you start to see him develop things in his game. And you're like, yeah, he's not just driving down the lane and dunking off four people anymore. No, like he's becoming more of a facilitator. He's generating a better jump shot. He's figuring out better moves to be able to create a shot and figure things out like that. And that's the same that same thing that Ronaldo's doing right now. Instead of just outrunning everybody and outmuscling everybody, now he has a little bit more finesse. You know, I mean, he's been playing professional soccer for almost 20 years now. So um, it's it, it's been a pleasure to watch him, and and, I, and I'm definitely highly dreading the day that he retires. So I'm going to enjoy every bit of Ronaldo while I can, that's for sure. Yeah, and I'll add one more thing. Uh, Mbappe is only 22, 
And the only yeah. reason I know that is because his card is one of the hottest in the sports card market. Yeah, and 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 speaking of Mbappe is actually trying to get out of PSG now. Yeah, he's uh, leaving PSG way. from what I've seen. Yeah, uh, we don't really know where he's going yet, but I do know that um, that he is trying to leave PSG. Reports are that he may be trying to head to Real Madrid, um, which I can definitely see. But um, I know, I know, with Messi coming and them still having Neymar and them still having guys like Di, Di Maria and some of these other guys that they have, I can definitely see Mbappe being like, "Look, man, like I want to be the face of a franchise." Like, I don't think Mbappe's worried about winning Champions Leagues and all that. I think he's worried about starting a legacy on his own. He felt like he was doing that at PSG. He was honestly, hey, he's a big reason why PSG's back on the map. You know, for a while, PSG was not on the map how they are now. Um, so with Messi going there, I feel like now he's going to want to go somewhere that he can build them back up. A team like Real Madrid, where you got guys like, you know, Sergio Busquez that's leaving. You know, you got guys that are still young there that that have some talent, but whenever you bring a guy in like an Mbappe, it completely changes the the, the organization. Um, so I, I can definitely see Mbappe leaving PSG before uh, this next upcoming season. That's for sure. Yeah, and the Madrid uh, manager said today that you know we can compete with with anyone with or without Mbappe, but it's like, mm, come on, we know you want Mbappe. Well, bro. yeah, I mean, they can at the end of the day. They, they can, but... Madrid, but it's like, dude, if you have Mbappe... <laughs> it's team, Mbappe. Like, not? Yeah, yeah. I just think they're just not trying to look desperate, you know, and they, I think they're not going to try to get shaken down by Mbappe and his team, you know, on a ridiculous transfer. Because, um, man, some of these transfers can get ridiculous. You talk about money, dude. <laughs> Go play soccer. <laughs> you talk about money. Um, so, but enough with soccer, you know, we've talked about NFL preseason. We've talked about college football coming up. Uh, we've talked a little bit about soccer. Um, you know, one, one thing and topic that we do need to address, um, is nah, he tweaking. <laughs> yeah. Before we get into that, before we get into that, Josh, the Astros just brought back Marwin Gonzalez. Really? Huge for the culture. Let's go. What? Culture move. Yeah. Bar was coming home. <laughs> yeah. This just happened? Yeah, while we were talking about Ronaldo. Astros have signed veteran pre agent infielder Marvin Gonzalez to a minor league deal. Gonzalez will begin to work out today at the Astros Spring Training Complex in West Palm Beach. What were what what are his stats this year though? Has he been hurt? He, he, he was playing. Uh, he was, he was with playing Boston, for the Red right? Sox. Yeah, yeah, he, he was with, with Boston. Boston. Batting two hundred two, three stolen bases, only two home runs. Yeah, yeah. No, he hasn't been good, but it's culture guy. We, it's nice to have him back. He'll come club. back to Houston, man, dude. Oh man, love Marlon. Bro. <laughs> love Marlon. If nothing else, he's a utility guy on defense too. Which what? Which is what we need. You know, we do need which that. Is what we need. We can have him play second place. We can have him play first base he can play anywhere in the outfield uh, yeah that's that's definitely man yeah absolutely i'm i'm excited about that wow you said that and i had to google that real quick i was like what we saw my boy marlin that's yeah. exciting that's exciting so uh yeah for sure so but uh yeah so with that being said astros nah you're not tweaking for that so i like that but 
Yeah, so Zane, I know we were talking about it, man. Did you see this whole Nami tweaking thing that was on Instagram and everything? So yes, yesterday I got on Instagram and the account I think it's just called Sports. I look it, the first video I saw it was Magic Johnson getting interviewed, and he say, "Yeah, I had six women at one time." And the caption on the post and the video was "Nah, he tweaking." But it was only like minutes ago at the time. And so I looked at the comments and everyone was saying, nah, he tweaking. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. It's just like to this caption, like everyone's saying it. And then I go down a post every single comment because I read comments like Slim Jim's always at the top. Like there's there's popular accounts of people that are always at the top of comment sections. And sometimes on the Need It Sports account, I try to be first. And so, like, I pay attention to some of those things and what people are saying. So I click on one. Everyone's saying, nah, he tweaking. I'm like, what? I go to the next one, the next one, the next one. Before you know it, I'm, I'm like 15, 20 posts deep, and every single comment section is nothing but nah, he tweaking. And I just sat my phone down, and I said, what the hell is going on? And I think that's when that's when I texted you about it and said something. Yeah, so I know I know originally I had said that it was about the the Magic Johnson video, you know, about him saying that. But I'm I'm I, I'm doing some research right now and I got it pulled up and it, and it's actually I don't think that was it at all, saying I actually what it is is it apparently had something to do with Lil Nas X and Tony Hawk. Um and apparently um Apparently, I guess Little Nas X was trying to he, he he was trying to come out with which were called Satan shoes, and he got major scrutiny for it. And they're supposed to be black sneakers, like festooned with a pentagram, inverted cross, and perhaps like drops of human blood. But apparently, a bunch of people gave him backlash for it. And apparently, Tony Hawk came out and said that he has designed a hundred limited edition skate decks that include his own blood. And I was saying for $500, you can shred on the half pipe with the goat's vital fluids at your feet. And so whenever Lil Nas came out and said, nah, he tweaking, it just started going from there. <laughs> so yeah, his, comment, had, his comment had 110,000 likes. And then as of this morning, the post or yesterday, it said in the last 12 hours, Nahi Tweakin had generated more than 11 million interactions on Instagram. Yeah. So that is absurd. So, so really, in reality, I thought it was Magic Johnson, but it comes to find out it was Little Nas X talking about Tony Hawk with Tony Hawk trying to create skateboards and to put his own blood in there. And then Little Nas X is like, Nahi Tweakin. And that's the power of, of, of internet and social media, guys, right there. You know, I mean, I'm over here like, where, where, where'd it come from? But I'm still going to comment not he tweaking everywhere you know um but uh yeah what what a crazy interaction and i remember i was talking about it and like how you said dude every single post you go down whether it's sports related every post i saw people doing political posts and say nah he tweaking i saw drake posts nah he tweaking um so that was pretty crazy and speaking of drake man speaking of drake did you hear how drake um, re- <laughs> revealed the album drop. <laughs> Did you hear yes, about that? I, I saw that for like September fourth or September third. So apparently on Sports Center this morning, whenever Sports Center's doing their little trailer of what they're going to be talking about, like there was like a hack 
hacking noise and it was like and it was like certified lover boy uh officially announced you know to be releasing on september 3rd and it has a picture like on a cardboard box and then boom it goes right back to the broadcast and a lot of people think it's because kanye west i don't know if you know this but he had started a group message him and drake have been having some beef and kanye started a group message and he put in the group message joker picture of joker and told drake like hey you're in some trouble or whatever and apparently they've been trying to figure out when each other are going to be dropping the albums because they want to drop the albums at the same time and of course have everybody decide who they like better um so at this point a lot of people think that drake pulled a card out of joker's book in the movie batman whenever he hacked into the television and had everybody broadcast that so um, some pretty subliminal messages there. I know Drake, he's always playing chess. He ain't forever playing checkers. He's always one step ahead. Uh, so I'm very excited for the Certified Loverboy album that's coming out on September 3rd. That's going to be next Friday, a week from today. Definitely going to be jamming that. Um, so you guys be looking for The day to you come up here. Yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then Kanye's supposed to be dropping his album Donda on that Friday as well. Uh, on that Friday, I'm sorry, that's Sunday, September 5th. So we're going to have Drake's album on Friday, Kanye's album on Sunday, um, and then we're flying out to Denver just a couple days after that. So, um, But, yeah, looking forward to that, man. Um, definitely always looking forward to music. You know, music and sports intertwine every single day. You know, every single day. I feel like you got artists that want to be ballers and hoopers and football players, and then you got football players and hoopers and baseball players that want to be musicians. You know, it's funny just how that intertwines. Um, you got some that are both. You know, look at Dame Lillard, look at, you know, uh, Lonzo Ball that's rapped before in the past. You know, look at guys like, uh, uh, gosh, why can't I think of his name? The rookie for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, gosh, why can't I think of his name? Basketball player, rookie for Minnesota Timberwolves, had one of the Anthony Anthony stars. Edwards. Anthony Edwards, that dude's got flow on him too. You know, you go back and look at Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, you know, all had little hoop, uh, mixtapes and everything. So, Looking forward to that, but um, yeah, man, with that being said, I'm definitely looking forward to NFL season coming right around the corner. We got college football that's starting tomorrow. This is an exciting time, man. You know, it's late August, fall's right around the corner. We got hurricane season coming. We got hurricanes brewing out in the Gulf, so uh, that's whenever <laughs> us boys down here south are getting excited for football and get excited for the fall, um, so definitely looking forward to that. Um, but other than that, guys, you keep following us. We got our fantasy football uh, needed sports fantasy football league draft that's going to be coming up on September 5th. We got some more rankings that we've been posting out on Instagram and Twitter. Um, also, I'm going to be out in the uh, South Houston, Lake City, Dickinson, Clear Lake area tonight, this Friday night for uh, really the first Friday night lights of the season. Definitely going to catch the um, that Clear Falls um, Dawson game and that Dickinson Manville game tonight as well. Um, got some AM commits that are going to be playing tonight. Clear Springs is playing Katie tonight, um, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. And obviously the Bay Area Buccaneers, shout out my boy Bash tomorrow. He, of course, is going to throw a couple tutties. So uh, football season is right, right here in full effect, man. This is what we've been waiting for. So you guys keep tuning in. Um, remember, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, at Needed Sports. Also have the page at Needed NFL as well. Um, so you can follow us on that and uh, we look forward to you guys listening on our next episode and don't forget to drop some comments on our posts and get interacted with us on our Facebook group with uh, needed sports sports discussions. Um, appreciate it guys and we'll see you guys next week.